So welcome to part three of the deer, and uh, thank you so much for sticking this long. Uh, we're at episode six now, out of well, uh, an undetermined amount, unfortunate, well, mix of unfortunate, as in I wish I knew when I how much I had left, but still writing at the moment. So thank you so much. I hope you enjoy listening. Uh, I will have some more stuff to say at the end. See you in a second. What was Mezu like, horse? Uchikina asks as the two lead their warband slowly towards the Musashi province. A trip which would take at least a week. As such, the three Ronin leaders had plenty of time to get acquainted with one another. Especially as all believed that a Shinigami loomed over their shoulders, waiting until they arrived and met their eventual end. Ah, feel free to call me Gomikuzu. That's at least what my father called me. <laughs> he chuckles to himself, as his two companions wonder if he was aware that his father named him Trash of All Trash. Mezu was a demon of the battlefield, and serving along Gozu. They were an omen. When I had first met Mezu, he had single-handedly taken down an army of bandits, who'd taken me and several others to a cave. I can still remember the bandits screaming in utter horror as they were mowed down by their blades. One of them even tried to use me as a human shield, holding him at knife point. I was even splayed by blood when a crossbow bolt pierced the scum's neck. After that, I abandoned my father and family to join Mezu, though he, he didn't accept me at first. Enough though about me. He smiles at the two, who look at him concerned as he'd still not cleaned off the blood from his blade. After having left the velvet saddle, the horses usual had begun working on cleaning up the area, a task which they seemed too accustomed to doing after such an event. Suppose we should discuss the dragon's army in Mushashi's defenses. It has been a while since I've visited there and it's obviously under new management. Has been for a while. The dragon clears his throat, motioning with his hand to illustrate some dramatic visualization. Mushashi is a bustling metropolis of the people, where the ludicrously wealthy, famous philosophers, and articulate artists reside. Well, that is the innermost part of the city while the outer region grows high-quality crops at the time for their current lord. The only problem is the wealth of the province has made for some soft soldiers. The city's infrastructure is incredible, with sewers and plenty of defensible positions of which to speak. This means sieging is going to be our best course of action, bar none. We'll make an attempt to cut off as many supply lines as possible and when we are attacked, make a swift retreat into our surroundings. I surmise a bowman and a rifleman should be able to do such a job with ease. The deer almost began to expand upon his current plan before being interrupted by the horse's laugh. I say we go for a swift frontal assault. Kill all we can before dying in glorious splendor. Both the deer and hare glare at their ally, who can't seem to lose his smile. You really plan on dying that easy? Surely you must realize you get to live longer and fight more if we don't just rush in with a frontal assault. Albeit, we are already at a disadvantage compared to the dragon, but you're talking about an outright suicide. The two Ronin glare at one another. Suppose we let our leader decide this. Both Ronin stare at the hare, whose head is down hard in thought. The deer was perturbed by the look on the hare's face. Distraught was one of the few ways to describe this look, with her eyes shaking. Uchikina, are you alright? The deer asked, looking as her expression matched the one she had when they'd initially gone to recruit the horse. There was a bad omen this morning. 
I killed a spider. There's definitely something wrong. I feel like a Shinigami is constantly watching over my shoulder. Something is going to happen. My father told me to trust these kinds of things. Her eyes welled up. It was something that the deer knew he couldn't resolve with just words. Thus, he wouldn't try and allow her time to think by herself. When word that Hamamoto Tatsuo had finally become emperor, I was shocked. At one point, my father had met the boy and brought him to a family to be trained as a samurai. If only my father were to discover that the child he chose to help would ultimately be his downfall. Awkwardly, the deer chuckles, though he was pained. The Otanashi have always had a target on their back. Too powerful. Good-hearted and fervent warriors are a dying breed even among those who become samurai. It will be a blessing should you ever spawn offspring. <laughs> the horse laughs again and the deer smiles, bringing both out of their stupors. It had been quite some time since any praise was spoken about the Otanashi family. It had even been quite a while since the concept of a new heir was even conceived outside of a fearful state. Have you ever dreamed of having children, Gumikuzu? The cheerful conversation seemed to have sparked some newfound happiness with the downtrodden hare, who listens with intrigue. Well, there are too many women who have carried my foals, though most don't make it. There is, however, one within the Ryukyu Islands. I'd ventured there once while, admittedly under heavy intoxication. Somehow I managed to seduce a native woman in my drunkenness and conceived a child with her. Though, never understanding their language fully, I... I did pick up some of it. I spent a year with my daughter. My wife called her Futsu or something, I think, though it wasn't worth learning it. Left when the girl had lasted a year. Figured if she wasn't dead yet, she'd live forever. The deer had never considered visiting the Ryukyuan Islands. The Otanashi only had bad experiences with them as pirates, often vandalizing their ships. They were good warriors, but less so civilized people, at least in his eyes. You abandoned your daughter. The hare says in shock, turning to the horse. <laughs> Worked my ass off a year for that kid. Took enough mercenary work that the royalty could have been a lord had she lived in the provinces. Left her and her mother quite well off so that she could be raised without me. Despite the rather cold-hearted nature of the horse's actions, he seemed quite proud of himself. Both the ronin were dumbfounded as they seemingly joined up with the honorless man. If he professed so much on the fact that his death was inevitable, and given the circumstances, they supposed it was a somewhat agreeable situation. Well, let's hope she grows to be strong. And once this is over, you'll reconcile with her. The hare says, still rolling her head around the spider, but now a keen participant within the three's conversation. Well, seeing as I and Gomikuzu have shared tales of our children, or lack thereof, Will you tell us a tale of a possible newborn? The two never seemed to pick an agreeable topic when it came to speaking with the hare. She takes a deep breath, exhaling rather loudly. My husband and I were never lucky enough to conceive a warrior of our own. Not for lack of trying. Back in my hometown, though, I was considered a mother to plenty of children. Sure you were. Bet they clamored you for all the wondrous sweets you and your father could afford to give them, right? Only partially true. They liked me because I was very motherly. She huffs in response, not happy with the horse. <laughs> very motherly with hands as rough as coarse sand? 
He laughs harder and the hair fumes. They start yelling back and forth at each other and petty squabbles before a rustle in the forest bothers the deer, as well as the faint smell of smoke. He yells not only to his fellow Ronin, but the soldiers following their commands. Keep moving. I'll handle them, whoever they are. You'll need to make camp soon. There's a storm on its way. He then jerks the reins of his horse, making his way up a hill leading into the forest. As he makes his way up the hill, the smell of pipe smoke surprises him as a rather lanky woman sitting on a horse at its peak. She wears a fox mask, which stays slightly raised as she continues to smoke from her pipe. You're quite perceptive, aren't you, dear? What was it? The smoke? Some noise? Or another unforeseen action on my part? You must believe me. I never intended to make any attempt on your life. They employed me for reconnaissance. She dumps the remain of her kiseru, having her horse snub the remaining hot ashes. The rising smoke was the most of it, though. Your horse isn't exactly silent. I'd like a reason that I shouldn't kill you, seeing as you clearly work for the dragon. The deer unhitches his scythe, attempting to look as daunting as possible. Well, seeing as I'm assigned to follow another ronin, and just so happened to stumble upon you, that might be a reason. As of now, there is no purpose as to why I would report this incident to the dragon. If you agree... I might even provide you with some information to help your ultimate goal. The deer felt as though she was being honest, as his hand could have drawn his matchlock pistol before she could have retreated from the hill's peak, though the samurai more than likely knew that a single shot wouldn't be enough to put her down. And you know our ultimate goal, do you? Both warriors had loosened the grip on their weapons, instead speaking as equals with one another. The fox laughs, holding her hand behind her back. With the Emperor's orders, it is quite easy to infer any Ronin's goals. As for the information on the Emperor, he's quite confident in his skills. Even if you were to break through his defense, he's willing to fight for his position to prove that he is worthy of the title of Emperor. Is that all for your helpful information? With the somewhat calm response of the deer, the fox snickers. She then refills her kisaru, lighting it and blowing the smoke in the air. Oh, greedy, aren't we, royal forest king? Information doesn't normally come cheap from me, but I'll make an exception, just this once. As your blood being shed upon this soil would be quite... Amusing. She waves her casero around, letting the smoke form rings as to illustrate some sort of dramatic effect. Those who challenge the dragon are merely performing for his amusement. Should you meet his expectations, you just might survive. Oh, and I assure you that the dragon is an incredibly strict judge. Now, I bid you farewell, dear. Should you survive, I'll be very amused. 
The fox darts off into the forest, leaving the deer in a trance. How great a threat had Hamamoto become since they'd last seen one another, and how greatly did he resent the Atanashi family. You will carry out the executions, my emperor? There are dozens of men who are employed to do such a task. You need not sully your hands. Seeing such things is below a man of your position. His second says, watching as the emperor was practicing his strikes. The dragon turns around, a grimace on his face. The ronin who attempted to kill me must understand whom they challenge. While I cannot lead my armies in the front lines, they must not forget the man who has conquered them. No executioner can also swing the blade as I can, with such grace and force. He laughs as he brings one of his swords down on the head of a criminal with his newly forged blades. See to it that more swords are forged by the Masamuna family. They are... excellently crafted. The dragon leans down, grasping the decapitated head of the criminal. Carefully, he examines the cut of the neck. As you wish, but we still have executioners to deal with the prisoners. It's not a matter of me killing prisoners and criminals. The Ronin will learn that facing me is the last mistake they'll ever make. Now... Bring me two more criminals, and Nagasaki's Wakizashi. I'd like to compare the two strengths against one another. Sheathing the Masamura's blade, he stares at his handiwork with the three dismembered prisoners, inspecting how fine his cuts were. Thus concludes the deer part three. Um, so now we are moving on to the horses three parts, and you'll be getting that uh, within the next two, three weeks. Uh, between then I have some stuff planned and work and all that is hectic for me and I guess I should really start doing this uh, general plug of the brand so yeah <laughs> I hate doing plug stuff so apologies but uh, if you enjoyed it please feel free to check out ironwood uh, dot work that is our website we do a lot of our art and other things there and so feel free to check it out and so thanks so much for listening see you next time on ronin <laughs>